I am not the king. Jesus Christ is the king. I'm just an entertainer. Elvis Aaron Presley Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who've not seen and yet have believed. John chapter 20, verse 29. Hello again, I'm Pastor Joseph Clark. Can you envision how big the number 1 with 17 zeros to the power of 21 is? It is 100 quadrillion to the 21st power. The odds of winning the average pick 6 number lottery are 1 in 14 million. The odds of getting struck by lightning are 1 in 700 thousands. Now, theologians state that Jesus fulfilled over 400 Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Bear with me here. A math professor named Peter Stoner, who was born June 16, 1888, and died March 21, 1980, who was the chairman of the Department of Mathematics and Astronomy for Pasadena City College until 1953, chairman of the Science Division, Westmont College, from 1953 to 1957, Professor Emeritus of Science, Westmont College, and Professor Emeritus of Mathematics and Astronomy, Pasadena City College, pretty smart guy, worked with 600 students to determine the probability of someone fulfilling just eight of the messianic prophecies. The result was that the odds for someone to fulfill just eight of the prophecies was one in one quadrillion. And yet Jesus fulfilled all of them. Hebrews, Muslims, and Christians all acknowledge that Jesus Christ lived. Secular authors, historians, and philosophers, Julius Thallus, Tacitus, Marabar Serapian, Flasian, Pliny the Younger, Suetonius, Lucian of Samosata, Celsus, Josephus, all lived within the era of Christ and accounted for his life and ministry. The Jewish Talmud and the Jewish Tovadat Yeshu both criticize Jesus, documenting in detail his life and ministry and refer to his miracles as magic. Historians have determined that Homer's Iliad is one of the most reliable ancient texts for accuracy as they have located 600 original manuscripts. They also contend that the Bible is the first most reliable ancient text with over 6,000 original manuscripts located and preserved. When the manuscripts are examined against later copies of the Bible, the translations and copies were found to be 99.5% accurately consistent. Archaeology has never disproved a single aspect of the Bible. As I've stated in previous articles, we do not get to cobble together our faith create our faith based on what pleases us, what does not challenge us, what does not make us uncomfortable. We did not create God. God created us. Therefore, the Word, the Bible, is our authoritative standard. God is the authority. The Bible is the authoritative standard. 
We choose to believe not because it is believable. If it were easy to believe, it would not be miraculous. And not because it is easy. We choose to believe the easy stuff. And we choose to believe the stuff that is hard to believe. And we choose to believe that which is challenging to believe. We believe it because it is the truth. It is reality. God does not ask us to choose to have faith once we are convinced that everything is believable. Now, I've heard many say, I'm still trying to come to peace with what is in the Bible. I will believe it when I see it. No, no, you will see it when you believe it. The Word of God is authored by the Holy Spirit and written by human hands, guided by the Holy Spirit. It is written exactly the way that God intended it to be read. It is written exactly the way God intended it to be interpreted. And it is most importantly written exactly the way that God intends for us to walk it out and to live it. Are there parts of the Bible that are difficult to believe? Of course there is. We choose to believe out of faith. We do not dare underbelieve. We need to face God someday and say, Lord, I bought into everything out of faith and trust, obedience and commitment. No matter how much it challenged my puny scientific human mind, I chose to believe. I chose to believe because I love you and I trust you. And no matter what tests my faith, I buy into you and your word unconditionally. We do not dare face God and say, I wanted to believe, but you know, some of that stuff is a little cinematic. I mean, walking on water, changing water into wine, parting the Red Sea, ascending up into the sky, seriously? I mean, I, I want to believe in you, but that's a bit much for me to swallow. No. We must face God and say, I choose to believe as I have the faith of a child. There's a massive movement out there in the world today. It's called the Flat Earth Society. You might have heard of it. It's made up of people who are intrigued by the prospect that the Earth is flat. Despite science providing photographic evidence that the Earth is round, they refuse to believe. Now, if you ask me if I believe the Earth is flat, I will tell you, absolutely not. No matter how hard I would try, I would not be able to believe that. But when we choose to believe and receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, it all becomes very believable. We choose out of faith to believe, and then our eyes open up, our minds and our hearts open up, and God and Christ's saving grace is the reality. But Jesus does not ask us to believe in him because he is believable. In human terms, it is inconceivable. He manipulated the laws of physics, matter, time, space, and mathematical probabilities. He does not ask us to believe because we have proof, although we do. He advises us to believe out of faith. If we believe out of faith and we choose to receive him in our hearts in accordance with the Gospels, as our Lord and Savior, we are saved. So what does God say to us about belief? 
John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John chapter 14, verse 1, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. James chapter 2, verse 19. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So the question we need to ask ourselves, do I truly believe? Have I chosen in my heart to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Do I believe on Sunday? Do I believe each weekday? Do I believe in the evening as strongly as in the morning? Do I believe when I'm standing in the face of temptation as much as I believe when I'm at Bible study? Do I believe when someone cuts me off in traffic or is rude to me at the drive through as when I'm singing hymns? Do I choose out of faith to believe as strongly when I am discouraged as when I'm feeling centered? Do I ask myself when I'm doing something questionable, lustful, or angry, do you approve of what I'm about to do, Lord Jesus Christ? Or is the accuser, the enemy, the tempter, the devil, applauding what I'm about to do? What a horrifying thought. We choose to believe and unconditionally buy into everything in the word out of faith. And when the moment arises that our faith is challenged, that faith is reinforced by love and devotion. To quote the late Ravi Zacharias, only through repentance and faith in Christ can anyone be saved. No religious activity will be sufficient. Only true faith in Jesus Christ alone. Praise to our Lord and Savior, God the Son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the way, the truth and the life, and no one else can salvation be found. Jesus the Christ. All glory and honor are his forever and ever. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of JC and Me. Be sure to check out my website at www.christianminister.ca. There you can find free Bible resources, such as a link to my YouTube video channel containing free Bible study videos, a weekly theological introspective published article, and of course, these podcasts. I'm Pastor Joseph Clark. May our Father in Heaven bless and strengthen you this approaching week. I pray that you take an opportunity to spread the gospel. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen.